So you two um dig up dig up dinosaurs? <laughs> well. Try to. <laughs> You'll have to get used to Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> You're listening to the Nth Cast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And this is episode 30. Dirty 30. We finally made it. We did. We made it a, Thir- whole, a whole month. I feel like 30 is a rite of passage. It's almost like a like when you're playing those game shows and you have the levels where if you miss another question, you still get that much money. I feel like that's what 30 is. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the podcast world, once you've reached thirty, you you've put enough material out, so you feel like you've accomplished something. Before that, you go home with nothing. But I think if you're going for twenty five, and your fallback is ten grand, you got to go for the twenty five. Absolutely, every I, time. I would think I would think up to five hundred thousand. You would Ooh. go right. Oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, once you hit that five hundred thousand mark, I'm going for the million. Believe me, I'm going for the million. <laughs> I, I walked in with nothing. I can walk out with nothing. That's right. <laughs> if I walk out with $10,000, that's gravy. Uh, speaking of nothing, uh, we we will not have Stephen the Brit on this episode. No. We heard all your feedback, and we apologize. Actually, no one said anything at all. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think people were just trying to be polite. The silence was yeah. deafening. It was deafening. You know, and he just kind of showed up uninvited, unannounced, so... He sure did. He's been reprimanded, and it's been handled. We, he he wanted a mic, and we're like, no. No. No, 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 no. no. You can't just show up in here and start <laughs> asking and demanding things. No. That's not how this works. Wait, 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 this is not a commonwealth. This yeah, is democracy, this is, bitch. This is, yeah, there's no <laughs> communism here. Does this look like Russia? Is my name Lenin? What's going on here? God, you and your queen mom can <laughs> stick it up your bum. Yeah. As soon or, as he said something about toad in a hole and bangers and mash, I was like, this this isn't gonna work. This is this has gotta stop. <laughs> this this was a failed experiment. Ah, uh, speaking of experiments, today's topic Jurassic Park. Or more appropriately, Jurassic World. Did you see all the records that it broke? Uh all of them. In fact, I think it made new records just to break them within the same weekend. Right. I mean, globally, the biggest opening ever. 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 I don't understand. Ever. I mean, I get that dinosaurs are fascinating and your inner child wants to see dinosaurs, but ever? Ever. Yeah, I, mm, yeah it's... I, I don't know. I think things come along. There's a perfect storm. If it you you. You know, I almost feel like, well, if it would have opened on Memorial Day weekend, maybe it would have made more, but probably not. I think it just came at the right time. Sure. So, And the right star power, because Chris Pratt, his star power right now is out of this world. Astronomical. I wish I had that kind of power. And then Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, you can't ever go wrong with her. I'm Ooh. kind of a fan of hers. Yeah. But, you know, we finally have you at the disadvantage. Because, I, which is such a rare position for me to be in, I'm it a is. little uncomfortable. I'm usually a top, and right now I feel like a bottom. Oh, so. ooh. 
I mean, to use an analogy. Lucky us. (laughs) Uh, That's an analogy, people. That's not like real life. Don't (laughs) don't read into that. Uh, I mean, I prefer one on the nose and one on the hose myself, but (laughs) if if that's the way you want to do it, I... I'm not going to stop you. I mean, every now and then I feel adventurous. <laughs> so, you know, you know, it's, but, uh, so I felt adventurous this week for you. Uh, so what we're, what we're, what we're discussing or talking about is the fact that I took uh, my son to go see Jurassic World and you have not seen it yet. I have not because my son isn't quite old enough to see Jurassic World. I so. agree. I agree. And, but that's okay because I, I want to take, this opportunity for us to kind of look back, uh, not just let's not just talk about Jurassic World. It certainly certainly needs to be talked about because it's the thing right now. But sure, where did it come from? Uh, where did there, it all start? Yes, and there's three other movies, uh, two of which I personally don't care for. Um, and so we <laughs> so we took to Twitter. We asked the question: Where does Jurassic World fall within uh, the four films? And, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into some of those answers. Um, but I also want to talk a little bit about, uh, maybe the source material as well. And, uh, Michael sure. Crichton. So I think we can, I think that's, there's plenty there to explore. Absolutely. Um, and it's been what, 20, 22 years, 20, 20 let's see, 93. So yeah, yeah 22, 22 years, 22 years since the original Jurassic Park, um, that's, man, it does not seem like that long ago. You know, every now and then there's things that make you feel old. That makes me feel old. <laughs> that makes me feel real old because we've talked about this when we had our little eighties, nineties movie debate. Jurassic world was like my movie. I was like, I love that movie. I think it changed filmmaking and Dr- I still stand by that, but it came out in the early nineties. Jurassic which, Park. Yes. Yes. Okay. You said Jurassic world. That's okay. I, I apologize. I misspoke. <laughs> Jurassic Park. And so it just makes me feel old, but that's okay. It's, it's okay to get old. It's you're wiser. You've experienced more. Well, I think it's one of those movies that really did, uh, kick off the nineties movie explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I think we'll get into that a little bit too, because I think you could take this discussion a lot of different ways. And we, I think there's several things that we can touch on. It's not just, um, the type of movie it is, but it's how the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the movies that have come after it that were influenced by it. Um, and just, I think we can even talk about Spielberg a little bit and, and sure. what he's done for not just that genre. Eh, it's not really a genre of movies, but it is kind of. It's an event movie, summer movie. Um, Blockbusters in general. Blockbuster would be... The, I think the appropriate term. Surely. Uh, so I, I think we just need to jump right into it. And um, wow, where do we start? I don't know because I don't know if we want to go all the way back to the beginning of Michael Crichton because he didn't even release his first books under his real name. He, so that, he sure didn't. He <laughs> which I sure don't understand didn't. why he would do that. Was he ashamed of them? Do you know why he did it under that name? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I... I, I'm not a uh, well. I'm not Michael Crichton's biographer yet. Just FYI, <laughs> yet. I am a huge fan, though. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about that a little bit. I, I think that um, you know Michael Crichton for me uh, when I was uh, 
but when I, I Jurassic Park was the first novel of his that I read. Really, it it was um, yeah. because it came out. Uh, I was I was in my early teens. Yeah, it came out in 1990, I think. Right, right. Okay. So I was in my early teens, and that that book just blew me away. And so I had, I absolutely had to have everything else that he did. I don't, are you like that? Do you read a particular author and you love what they do? And it's like, oh, I need, give me everything else. I need everything else now. I need this. I'll get on a kick of an author for sure. Like I read my first Tom Clancy novel, Clear and Present Danger. And then I read like all of his novels and they're very similar, but I did the same thing with Michael Crichton, uh, that was kind of allowed because I read Jurassic Park in the seventh grade. So my parents, my dad gave it to me to read after he read. It. He's like, you would love this book. So I read it. And then he was like, you can read a couple more. And then maybe when you're a little older, you can read the rest, which I appreciate because I read them all when I got older. And I don't think I could have handled them as a 13-year-old. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand completely. But that's what I love about Michael Crichton and his style of writing is he knows how to weave a good story. And there's sure. a lot of action but there was a lot of science uh, behind all that. There's a lot of intelligence, intelligence behind all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there should be. This guy was a friggin' – he's a friggin' doctor or was a, a doctor. Right. You can't, um, you can't put this kind of book out without having the proper research because people need to know that it's fact and that this kind of stuff is grounded in actual reality. Otherwise, I don't think it would – be as effective in the genre as it is because if it was just fantasy or sci-fi complete total out there sci-fi i don't think it would work as well as it does no i i agree completely and a lot of his stuff falls squarely into that that line between science fiction and science fact mm-hmm. and um i just want to if anyone first of all if you if you love the jurassic park movies then you really need to do yourself a favor and read the original Jurassic Park novel. Yes. yes. Uh it is fantastic. It it you will probably want to read that in as few settings as possible. That's one of those ones that'll keep you up at night like I've got to see what's happening. I've got to read the next chapter and then 3 in the morning comes and you're like what happened? Yeah, exactly. Uh I think I read it like in a day and a half. Yeah, uh, I took absolutely. very very few breaks, mm-hmm. uh, and then so yeah, do yourself a favor, do that. But then you're going to get hooked, and so um, I, I don't. Is there anything else we want to say about Michael Crichton other than without him, this source material for Jurassic Park and the subsequent movies wouldn't exist? Obviously, uh, and it's not that um, you know, it's not that we didn't have this concept of uh, I believe de extinction. Uh, is the correct term. It's not like we didn't have this concept before, but he was the first one from a fiction perspective to really put some teeth behind the science and really make it plausible. Right. I I don't know if there was a lot of talk of people finding DNA in mosquitoes frozen in amber, but the fact that that idea came from this just blows my mind to think, wow, mosquitoes have been around that that long and maybe they did bite animals and then die way back then. That's just crazy to think about. And I don't know who came up with that idea, but it's pretty brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And we know that cloning is possible. We have Dolly, the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, you know that's a little different. You're you're cloning something from the original source material, 
uh, as opposed to something that has been extinct for a while. And so sidebar, did you know that there is actually a race now uh, to to modify DNA of endangered animals and trying to resurrect uh, extinct ones? They're actually... Yeah, there, there, there is uh, some scientists actually working on that right now. They actually found, uh, well, you know that there's a lot of woolly mammoth, uh, uh, not just fossils, but ge- ag- they found uh, artifacts that contain actual genetic material that sure. they can work with, and they're really, they're really working hard to uh, bring bring the woolly mammoth back, and it, that's just crazy to me. That is crazy to me too. And I mean, I don't want to jump right into the movie, but there's scenes in the movie that I strongly agree with when they're talking about the ethics and the morality behind this kind of science. And so I, I appreciate what these scientists are trying to do maybe to advance the field, but I don't know that reproducing these animals that have gone extinct when they've been chosen to be extinct by maybe some global catastrophic event and not by man-made um, actions, I think we need to leave them alone. <laughs> we're not supposed to be interacting with them. You know, I don't. I don't want to see no woolly mammoths around here because I mean, we got the weapons and the technology to make them extinct again. But I say we just leave them alone. That's my opinion. Well, isn't that what the best fiction does? Is bring bring to light uh, or via what I would say as a cautionary tale. Uh, certain aspects uh, of of something that may be a reality one day that we need to consider the the consequences uh, right. of our actions, and so a lot of the best science fiction and fantasy talk about today in a way that's a little bit abstract, so that we can actually maybe process. Uh, the overall message, which is maybe take a step back, pause, think about what you're doing. And of course, what is the famous line from the first Jurassic Park? Right. Dr. Malcolm at that lunch, he says, your scientists were so preoccupied if they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Absolutely. And that's the truth. You know, we, people get so excited with these new discoveries and trying to figure things out and you forget about the morality and the ethics behind all of your decisions and that all of your actions have consequences and you don't think about the consequences when you're excited and you're trying to do something in your field that you're so passionate about. I always think it's a good idea to take a step back and just pause for a moment and really think and process and get some advice and maybe a clearer picture of like, is this even something I need to be worried about or that I should be messing with? So let's just uh, let's spend a little bit of time talking about the original Jurassic Park, Sweet. and um, maybe even have a little bit of time to uh, throw some crap on top of the ones that we don't like. Oh no, uh, I'm a fan of that. I don't. I don't feel like we've done enough bashing on our show they, ever. There you so go. We need uh, it. that. Should be a topic week. Movies that suck. That's books right. That's just things that suck in general. Yes, we should do that. Okay. What? Um, so when you saw Jurassic Park for the first time, mm-hmm. what was your initial impression? It was – I'm trying to think of a good word. I mean it was overwhelming and awe-inspiring for sure for me because that was one of the first movies I ever saw in theater because I had a super sheltered childhood. And so my parents didn't often let me see movies in theater. But the fact that I had read that book 
um, is why my parents were like, okay, y'all, we can see this movie in theater. And, you know, on the big screen, seeing dinosaurs, I was young. I mean, I was 10 when that movie came out. So uh, it was overwhelming to see your, your Tyrannosaurus Rex was the most frightening thing that I've ever seen in my life until you saw the Velociraptors and the Dilophosaurus. And you're living your fantasy out on the screen. You're like, I would totally go ride in these awesome Ford Explorers looking at these dinosaurs. And that's like my dream. <laughs> And then it turned into kind of a nightmare really quickly. And then the reality of it kind of set in where you're like, oh, my gosh, this would be so scary if dinosaurs were real. So, I mean, I loved it. And I still love it to this day. I think it holds up. And if, it, if it's ever on, I watch it. And I can't wait to let my kids see it for sure. And and I think it does hold up. I think that uh, – I think there's at times when um, maybe when they have like the herd scene where they're, where they're running – uh, through the herd, you can kind of tell a little bit that it's CGI, but hey, that was 93. Yeah. It's been a bit. It's been 22 years. It's okay. That first time they see the dinosaurs where, oh, wow. yeah. where in, the, in that Jeep and the music comes up, yeah, that music in Jurassic Park is so good. Well, it's John Williams. How yeah. could it not be good? Exactly. But when they see the dinosaurs and then they turn the camera and you see the dinosaurs, I mean, that's that's one of those moments from childhood that just sticks with you because it's such a memory and you hear, whenever you hear that song, you automatically think of that scene. And it really was, I mean, kids today, <laughs> we talk, uh, I feel so old, but <laughs> kids today have no idea what it was like because that kind of stuff is pretty common for them. But I remember specifically like, wow, this is awesome. Seeing the brontosaurus and all the herds in the water. You're just like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Well, I think every time I see a scene like that, it takes me back to that moment when I saw it for the first time. And so there's that bit of nostalgia that's built into that moment. Uh, And that's an iconic scene. But this movie's Mm -hmm. full of iconic scenes. Mm -hmm. I mean, movies were forever changed by Jurassic Park. Surely. Blockbuster movies were forever changed by Jurassic Park. You can never look at a glass of water and it ripple yeah, and never be reminded of the scene where no. the, where the T-Rex is coming mm-hmm. and even rewatching it, you know, what's going to happen. It still gets you. It's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And so, you know, there's, there's again, it changed the movie landscape forever. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that it's, um, you know, it should have won Best Picture. No, no I'm not going to say that at all. Not, no. But it it stands, uh, it, to me, it draws a line in the sand, right? Yes. And it's interesting, this the, this episode may go a little longer. Uh, <laughs> indulge us, please. Yeah, we're kind of nerds and you, we really <laughs> like Michael Crichton. Uh, and, well, and I really like Spielberg as well. So I'm Surely. actually going to nerd out on Spielberg here for a little bit. If you You're allowed. Me. You've indulged us for 29 episodes, right. damn it. I think damn it. You, <laughs> yeah. I think you can indulge us for another. Right. Um, it, Catch it's, the it's, passion. Catch the fever. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's just Spielberg drew a line in the sand with this movie and CGI was forever changed mm-hmm. by Jurassic Park. And you may be saying, oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute now. 
Terminator 2 came out before Jurassic Park. Yes, it did. Agreed. That came out in 92. Did that have extensive CGI uh, in it? Yes. Did it have anywhere near the amount of CGI that Jurassic Park had? No. No. Was the stuff in Terminator 2 groundbreaking? Yes. Was it more groundbreaking than Jurassic Park? No. No. And here's why. The effects in Terminator 2 were excellent. And woven very well into the story. But the difference is, is that those, that was a story about something that really shouldn't be believable. Yeah. Right. Time, tra- time travel is not believable. Well, it's time travel and you've got robots, one of which they're fucking robots made of liquid. Okay. Right. Li- how, how is that a robot? <laughs> it's just a liquid. It's like saying your thermometer is going to come kill you. That's right. It's what it's saying. Yeah. It your did. mercury thermometer is going to rise up and murder you. You, you should have known it was going to get you. It's mercury. Right. This is your own fault. Uh, but my point is that the dinosaur, when I saw Jurassic Park, it was believable. I believed that there could be a theme park mm-hmm. full of dinosaurs that have been extinct. They're no longer here. Mm-hmm. I believed that it could happen. I mean, part of me believed, like, why hasn't this happened? Exactly. What, what, if this is this is so obvious, why why is this in a movie and not in real life? So, so, but this is not the first time that Spielberg has actually made changed the landscape. Okay. Okay. So he did it the first time with Jaws. Jaws was really oh, yeah. the was really the first blockbuster summer movie mm-hmm. that leaned heavily on practical effects that were used to the point where you thought this is believable. How many people didn't go into the water? Because of that movie. Right. <laughs> can you can you go to the beach and see something in the water now and not think of Jaws? No, not at no, all. No, absolutely not. And so that's my point, is this is the second time that this man has actually changed the filmmaking landscape. He did it first with Jaws and then uh, with Jurassic Park. And CGI movies were forever changed. Now, you could also say that we got a bunch of crappy copycat movies because of that. Sure. And so if you really wanted to blame Spielberg on all the shitty movies that have come out after that, you could. But I don't think – I think it would be wrong-headed to do so. Uh, crappy movies are going to get made anyway. There's, there's, people just felt like, oh, well, I can emulate it. Right. I mean, people want to imitate something that is successful and it doesn't have to be as good because they know that people will watch something that is kind of like something that's excellent. And try, they're just, it's just a cash grab. They're, they're in no way trying to make a good film. They're just trying to make money. So the other thing that I, I, I find fascinating because I, I don't know, I get, maybe this is a hobby for me now, but I love to discover things that are interconnected and have some sort of tie back to, well, Things are tied together anyway. It's just a matter of finding the connections, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to think, uh, being a Michael Crichton aficionado, not only did I read – there's only like a handful of novels I haven't read yet. In fact, I haven't read his, la- his the one that was released uh, after he died. I haven't read that one. Oh, okay. um, I haven't either. I've gone I, – working at the video store, I went in my youth. I'd go back and he, he was – a director as well. He wrote a ton of screenplays, but he also directed movies. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the movies that he directed was Westworld. And really? Yes, absolutely. He wrote and directed Westworld. Now, hmm. Westworld was the first feature film to use 2D computer animation. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, now, computer animation had been used in some short films before, but it was the first feature-length film released in theaters that used 2D computer imagery. When uh, Yul Brenner's character, the uh, cow, he, he played a cowboy character, was a robot, mm-hmm. uh, from his vantage point, uh, there was some digitization of what he was viewing. And that was computer, uh, essentially uh, CGI in its infancy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Tron was... The really the next big one, and then since that kind of tanked at the box office, boy did it. We in in I don't you know whatever, uh, but that really the failure of that is what probably paved the way for Jurassic Park to come along later uh, and do what it did because no one wanted to take any chances in between. Really, honestly, no one took any real chances between that and Jurassic Park. If you really want to get down to it, uh, right. I, in fact, I, I mean. I would be I would love for someone to challenge me on that because I cannot honestly think of anything that really pushed any boundaries like Tron tried well I think succeeded to some level sure um that I, I would love for someone to correct me and there's so many opportunities to do that right. I mean you you give people plenty of chances give me, give me a good example of a movie that pushed the boundaries of CGI in between Tron and Jurassic Park right and that's a big window that's it a is. big window it is a big window but the point I was trying to make is here you got Michael Crichton author of Jurassic Park, the source material of the movie that Spielberg makes to change the landscape of CGI, and Michael Crichton wrote and directed the first feature film to use uh, uh, computer imagery. Hmm. And it was just a little, little interesting tidbit, a little bit of trivia there. Uh, nice. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, use it as um, your next trivia night. Yeah. <laughs> I usually don't do so good at those. But. I've noticed, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you didn't win until I showed up. That's all I'm saying. Oh, sp- another sidebar. Oh, no. Oh, what did, no, what did is, I do now? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, so Jaws spawned a bunch of knockoff movies. Truly. Uh, Piranha was one of them. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but who worked on that? James Cameron. Right. He goes on to make, you know, how many billion dollar movies? Two at least. <laughs> Two at least. Um, but then there was a bunch of movies that were, uh, cop, you know, kind of copycat movies after Jurassic Park. But I, I distinctly remember a movie called Carnosaur. Oh, God. That was, did, didn't that did, come out before Jurassic Park? Yes, it did. It came out a month before. It was a theatrical release, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Roger Corman, the king of crap. Uh, Indeed. (laughs) uh, I think it was Concord was the name of the studio. He's had so many different studios. We could do a topic week on Roger Corman. I'm not even lying. I've seen so many of those. I've seen so many of those movies. I wish that I hadn't. Um, This same studio and man that brought you that Fantastic Four movie that got put on the shelf, which... I've actually watched on YouTube and I do not recommend that ever. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. But Carnosaur, God, 
Why do I remember this movie? Uh, it basically, they were trying to, um, well, they were, they women. Okay. Let me just sum up the plot in like 20 seconds. Uh, women were giving live birth to dinosaurs. Fantastic. That was more like five seconds, but that's not actually the fascinating point. That's not why I'm bringing all of this up. The, the, the main star in Carnosaur was Diane Ladd. Really? Yeah. Do you know who that is? I do. You do? Yeah, don't are you? you? Done, are you done? Are you done with your nap? Sorry. It's, is it too late for you? No, you asked me a question <laughs> right when I right when I started yawning. So there's nothing I can do. I was like, oh God, what well, am I supposed to do here? Well, let me give you a hint. Diane Ladd was married to Bruce Dern. And they had a child. They had a, a child, okay. They who, had a child. Who is their well, child? Well, come on. His name's Bruce Dern. Okay. Laura Dern was their oh, really? child. Yes. Okay. So Laura Dern, star of the original Jurassic Park, her mother was in Carnosaur, <laughs> the stupid, stupid fucking dinosaur movie that came out a month before Jurassic Park. Well, wasn't it a novel first? Actually, yes, it was a novel first, and, but um, it, and it came out way before the Jurassic Park novel. It came it, out like eighty four, right? It, uh, it was in the eighties sometime. Nice. So that's. That actually brings all of this full circle is that Michael Crichton was not the first one to come up with this idea of de-extinction, but that other is just a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, so right. don't bother just, with it. Just hot garbage. Unless you're into that kind of shit, don't watch it. <laughs> so we're doing public service. This, this is, a, this is a, 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 I don't know, an hour-long PSA. That's right. See, Josh, Josh, and I have had some terrible experiences in our life that we don't want you to have to go through. We've made some poor life choices. We've made poor decisions, and now we're telling them on the air so that you guys don't have to do it. Oh, Laura Dern, <laughs> Doctor Sattler, as I, it were. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge fan um, of Laura Dern. No, I'm not. I mean, unless it's like, um, oh, what was that movie she was in with um, Nicolas Cage? She was in a movie with Nicolas Cage? Oh. Yeah, it was like an NC-17 movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, It came out not too long. You remember uh, Wild Orchid? Yes. Uh, It's not Wild Orchid, Nine and a Half Weeks, those kind of movies. Maybe it was Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. She was in Wild at Heart. That was that's what it was. That was her Nick Cage, I believe. Really? Yeah. You know, when you're a teen, you don't care. You just you just know you're gonna see something, uh, and so you're like, okay, I that's what fast forward on the VHS is for. Nice. And and of course, Mr. Skin. <laughs> Mr. Gotta have gotta have Mr. Skin. Good old Mr. Skin. I can't believe we made it thirty episodes without talking about <laughs> Mr. Skin. Does that even exist still? I mean, oh, I'm I don't know. sure it does. I don't know. I'm not going to check it on my browser I'm not, I'm or anything, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's Oh, wait, there. wait. Can I do the... <laughs> what? Control, control alt in? <laughs> I'm trying to do the uh, Goldblum laugh from the original. Oh. I don't know if I succeeded. Oh, when he's in the helicopter? <laughs> yes. Jeff Goldblum is just... He's a fucking genius. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I, I love Jeff Goldblum. I mean, his... 
his his Conan thing is my favorite thing ever. Yes. Where he's like, people always ask me, is it Gold Bloom or Gold Blum? And I always say the same thing. How dare you speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> that that is the best. That sums that, up Jeff Goldblum in one sentence. <laughs> I think we need to do right after we do Kurt Russell topic week we have to do jeff goldblum jeff goldblum oh my gosh seriously oh, i'm man. not even joking so we can talk about igby goes down <laughs> oh well we can talk about all the obscure movies that i've watched that were like made in britain oh sweet yeah he did oh gosh he did he's done so many we he's could talk done. oh yeah independence day we could talk about that right there uh so <laughs> independence day what year did that come out i don't know it was before, 90, it was, 95 or 96. Right. The point is, is that it came out right before The Lost World. Yes, it did. And I really feel that's probably the only reason they decided to have Ian Malcolm in The Lost World. Actually, the full title is The Lost World Jurassic Park 2. Right, because he died in the first book. I don't He under- did. I didn't <laughs> understand. Okay, so. Dead. That, Dead. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so because of Spielberg's pr- prompting. Michael Crichton finally caved in and wrote a sequel to Jurassic Park. Sure. He had no intention of doing it. I'm not sure why he did it. I'm not saying the book is garbage, but it's not nearly as good as the first Jurassic Park. No, it doesn't now, hold up at all. I don't understand how you, you Spielberg says, oh, go write this book. Okay, great. I wrote the book. He goes, oh, great. I'm going to make a movie but I'm not going to use any of the material from the book you wrote. I'm just going to use stuff that's left over that we didn't use from the original novel. That's right. I just wanted, I just wanted there to be a sequel book out there. So it didn't look like I was doing this on my own. Oh yeah. It's not a cash grab or anything like that. No. And, and the lost world was just, I, I'm not a fan. No, it is. mm, Is it watchable? No, no. It's absolutely okay. not. Okay. I mean, I, I have strong feelings about this <laughs> because Jurassic Park, you know, changed my life when it came to movies. First first real novel I ever read, first real movie I ever saw in the theater. So Lost World comes out. I've got these huge expectations. And as soon as that one gymnast chick did like a high bar routine and killed a Velociraptor, I was like, this is bullshit. I am not watching this ever again. This is, no. Mm-mm. Well, I, I'm never watching another freaking whatever, a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, I was really mad at Steven Spielberg after that. I was like, this is no. Mm-mm. Well, you know, he made another movie that, that year. Yes. Amistad. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think we know which movie he actually cared about, right? <laughs> well, like when Jurassic Park came out, didn't didn't isn't that the year he made? Uh, God, <gasps> what is the movie? I'm sorry, that he made another movie that same year that was like nominated for Best Picture. The same year as Jurassic Park? Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. Hmm. Hang on. Let me let me look. Uh, it's a good thing we have the internet. I, 93. Hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I will get there. I, hmm. Well, while you're looking, I think. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. That's what it was. (laughs) So, came out the same year as Jurassic Park. Did it? Yes. Huh. And didn't that win a couple awards or something? Oh, maybe. Maybe, (laughs) maybe all of them. Yeah. So that came out. Yeah. Nominated for. 
seven academy it won seven academy awards and nominated for 12 how the hell did we not remember that came out the same year well i i that's what i was thinking i was like what is it what is it yeah schindler's list so i mean not that he didn't pay attention to jurassic park but schindler's list came out that same year and so god i feel like we should stop doing this podcast that because we forgot that no, I don't think that's. Any- I I think that's a that's a terrible transgression on our part. Well, we were talking about the Jurassic Park. We movies, were so we were we had we we had done we our get- Steven Spielberg research to the level that we should have. Oh, maybe, maybe. Okay. But okay. let's just drop that and let's point out that the context for the Lost World, Jurassic Park Two, not Jurassic Park Two, and not just the Lost World, but the Lost World, Jurassic Park Two, mm-hmm. and Jurassic Park. Three took place on Isla Sorna. Yes, a and whole everybody other, knows uh, that Isla Sorna is for pussies. Exactly, Isla. What's the first one? Nublar or whatever. Nublar is where it's at. Nublar Absolutely. was Jurassic Park, and then we returned to Isla Nublar uh, for Jurassic World. I thought Be- they so they didn't take the book version where they totally nuked the place. <laughs> Uh, no. And as a matter of fact, there are references to the original drag. It's like two and three didn't happen. Right. Which There's, is fine by we'll, me. We'll say those aren't canon. <laughs> well, that'd it, be like Dragon Ball GT for you nerds out there. That's not canon. Dragon Ball Z, no Dragon Ball GT. We won't count that. I think you can consider it canon. You just say that shit happened over in Pussyville. That's right. Isla <laughs> <Isla> Sorna. <laughs> That's right. That's. <laughs> Um, so now, now, we don't. We don't care that we're what they back do in over the there. real world. You know, and not Pussyville. That's right, and <laughs> and never mind the fact that I don't even think that their name, the naming convention of these islands, is actually technically correct Spanish. Uh, I don't. I I think they're missing some pro, uh, pronouns in there somewhere. Probably. <laughs> But what is it? Isla Nublar, that would be, uh, um, Nublar would be, oh, it's going to come to me in just a second. Uh, Cloud, right? So the island, island of the clouds. Sure. And Sorna is sarcasm, right? I hope so. I think so. (laughs) Just me, like a big joke. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. This whole thing has been a joke. Um, so anyway, no, we returned to Isla Nublar for Jurassic World, but I don't, I don't want to neglect uh, the shit shoveling on uh, Lost World uh, uh, too soon. It, it, oh man, there's just so much in that movie that was wrong, right? Uh, and and just oh god, capturing I, a baby T Rex. Who the it, hell thought that was a good idea? Well, <laughs> I mean, first, first seriously, of all, first of all, they shouldn't have trusted. Uh, that's why I, I think that because of Independence Day, they felt like uh, Goldblum could carry the movie. And I don't dislike him as an actor, but for a tentpole blockbuster, uh, first of all, they put him in the movie where the other main male character is friggin' Vince Vaughn. Right. Which you couldn't get two gangly, goofy-looking dudes uh you can't you can't you got to have some sort of disparity between your male co-stars because they, they it's like they cancel each other out right right and that's when he was in his serious face which yeah. doesn't doesn't work for him that that's doesn't they, work for him at they, all what, what was that uh whatever broken hotel or whatever <laughs> forget Bro- the name of the broken movie. hotel i don't know what I'm the hell sorry. are you talking about i'm trying to be you today 
So I'm just throwing shit. You're just trying to, <laughs> which I know isn't true. I know this isn't right, but fuck it. I'm just, but gonna fuck throw it. it I'm just going to throw it out there. See, <laughs> see where it lands. Mm. I, uh, yeah. They'll uh, just laugh. Yeah. They'll just laugh. <laughs> they'll just, they'll just <laughs> laugh it off. No, that's like when, uh, <laughs> what else came out there? You know, like Return to Paradise. Um, that well, came not, out. Let's not make this about Vince Vaughn. Okay. He was in the cell too. So I like that one though. Yeah, I just I just remember him from so. Okay, go ahead. I don't I don't think comedy would have worked in that movie. Uh, no, I mean, no. It, I mean, it maybe would have lightened the mood, so nobody wanted to kill themselves after. But that's right. We digress. Uh, anything else about Lost World before we move on? Oh, I just like that they chained the you know the T Rex a la King Kong and brought him to L.A. <laughs> Oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> it was like they took every monster movie ever and like, we'll just make it a T-Rex instead of Godzilla or King Kong. I'm like, talk about a straight up ripoff is what I felt like. So yeah, that was a shit, shit show for sure. What did you think about the third one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Are- that they have a new villain, the Spinosaurus. <laughs> that killed the T-Rex at the beginning to assert its dominance. But other than that, I thought it was hot garbage. What, but you don't like Miss Leone? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And what, what kind of dumbass? I mean, I get that Dr. Grant needs some funding, but why on earth would you agree to do an aerial like hang gliding tour of this island when there's dinosaurs that can fly? I'm just uh, there's mm. there was no logical explanation for why they were there and why on earth they would want him to come there. He's an old scientist that knows about dinosaurs and he oh yeah, sure he showed up in Jurassic Park the original, but that doesn't make him an expert on the island of sarcasm. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly. And I agree. I think that the ensemble cast of the first movie was what made it work. And the second and the third movie, when they broke it up, and one with Dr. Malcolm, one with Dr. Grant, this didn't work. They needed to be together because they play off each other well. And so really, I think that brings us to one of the things that I like most about Jurassic World is we have one of the lead characters in Chris Pratt is not a paleontologist. He's not even a scientist. He's just an ex-military guy. Okay. Nice. So so we got away from this this uh Mamby Pamby smarty pants uh character and we went with someone a little more rough and tumble. And I like that. I, I like that. You. I thought that was a good move. I thought that was a very good move. Um so <clears throat> Really, I think that, uh, and first of all, I'm going to do my best to not do too many spoilers here for your that. sake. Thank you, For sir. your sake. Uh, but uh, even if even if I do let a few things slip, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to affect the overall experience because it, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's a great uh, uh, popcorn uh, mo- uh, summer blockbuster. It really fits that definition, and it is just—it's just an enjoyable ride. Now, there's nice. a few things that happen in it that kind of make me scratch my head a little bit, but I'm willing to overlook. I overlook two and three. Mm-hmm. So, um, but <clears throat> so we've got. Uh, let's see. Spielberg did uh, the first two, uh, and then I believe Joe Johnston. Uh, did Jurassic Park three, mm-hmm. 
And then so we have another newcomer, and that is uh, Colin Trevorrow. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen the only other movie that he's done, but I do want to take a look at it now based on what he was able to do uh, with Jurassic World. I think it was safety not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, a comedy. Was this a comedy? Well, there were some comedic elements, okay. but um, uh, overall, I think he handled the material well. And and I, I he I, I read an interview by him. He said he had some ideas for the next Jurassic. I guess it would be Jurassic World two. Uh, that by the way, Chris Pratt has signed on to do more uh, of these movies. And if you make over half a billion dollars in your opening weekend, you're going to get a sequel to this, whether you like it or not. Nice. You're just going to, yeah. it's, that's the way it works. Right. Uh, Economically, gonna... that's the way that it'll work. <laughs> Even if you make hot garbage, like the lost world, you're going to do it again. Uh, so it pretends like two and three didn't happen. And there was a lot of, a lot of nods to the original Jurassic park which I really appreciated. So things that you need to be on the lookout for, I'll just kind of go through these quickly before I talk about anything else. But um, Ian Malcolm does show up in this movie. Sweet. Does he really? Uh, He he does. And and so it's not in the, I guess, the traditional sense. So actually shows up in two different scenes. And you really have to be paying attention to catch him. And I, you know what? I'm not going to give any more about that that one away. I want people to experience that on their own because uh-huh. now they're going to be like looking. Um, so they should. Mr. DNA comes back. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he has, he's got a little cameo, which I love. That's awesome. Well, that was one of the best parts of the original was the little cartoon, Mr. DNA. Right. That was fantastic. Uh, we got uh, uh, Doctor Wu. He's back, Mister BD Wong. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Obvious. Oh yeah. He's uh he's the head scientist now. Really? He's the head scientist Look now. Look at this. And he is quite the prick. Good. He is quite the prick. Uh, so this really, I don't feel like this really gives anything away. And actually, I didn't realize this until after the fact. Doing a little bit of research. Oh man, I don't even know if I should. You know what? You haven't seen it yet. I shouldn't mention this, but there's a character uh, in this that uh, was in the original Jurassic Park. Really? And it's hard to tell, but if you really look at her closely, and no, I, I don't think that gives anything away. If you look at her closely, you'll tell that you've seen her before. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. There is uh, there's a scene where um, Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, character uh, whips out the old uh, flare, a la Alan Grant. Oh, really? And essentially does the same thing he did in the first movie, which was uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, what was the name of the, was it Dilophosaurus? Yeah. With the, that spit out the venom. Yeah. So he, he makes an appearance really? in this as well. Not, not in the way that you would think, uh, but he, <laughs> he fools the raptor. Uh, uh, he fools a raptor again, just like he did in the first one. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought that was that was pretty clever. Um the the two boys, they they go into an old um uh facility and it's the original um it's the original uh, facility from Jurassic Park where the T-Rex at the end and the banner are falling down. They Sweet. find the banner. They find the night uh, vision goggles. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's I'm sitting here and I'm watching this and I'm looking at Wyatt, you know, and he recently watched uh, the original and he's just looking at me, giving me the thumbs up and he's giggling. And, you know, that... You know, I don't want to minimize that. Sure. It, watching him watch it and geek out over the fact that he's catching all these things after seeing the original Jurassic Park. Obviously, he wasn't alive when the first one came out. Yeah. But, you know, just just how movies can connect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll even take it a step further. You know, my... This story of Jurassic Park is much bigger than this moment that I share with my son. It's also something I share with my father because my father is an avid reader, very voracious. And, and just, I mean, I, I don't know of a time when he's not reading a book. I mean, this is a man that travels a lot and used to drive a lot from San Antonio to uh, uh, down to Brownsville and Del Rio, which is like three or four hour trips right. uh, in Texas, long stretches. And he would actually take a paperback novel and read while he was driving. Now, don't that's do safe. that. That's, don't do that. That's how I do it. I mean. <laughs> don't do that. I'm just trying to illustrate <laughs> how much he liked to read, how much he liked to read so much so that his personal safety was trumped by, I got to get this book in anyway, but he loved the book. I love the book. Mm-hmm. We would talk about it and we would just, you know, go over different scenarios and, and it's like, okay, well, if that's possible, what if they did this? And, you know, and then I get this moment late years and years later where I watched the movie from that was made from this novel where I had this experience with my, with my dad, where we just kind of really rapping about what, you know, you know, have this technology. Could they really do this? Do you right. think they could, you know, do these kind of things? And then here I'm having these moments with my son. It's, it's, I just sometimes I I don't I don't take enough time to step back and just say, you know, yeah, this is a fun summer movie that's meant to just get, you know sit down, relax, forget about all your worries and troubles. Just you know, munch on some popcorn, throw back uh, some soda, and just just be entertained. Right. But it's so much more than just entertainment. It's a it's a it's a an experience. It's a cultural experience. It's it, you know that that you know, could bring people together, and and that's what I like about. Uh, these movies as a whole it's, it's not just the spectacle it's just this uh you know the the, the world is full of possibilities and uh and you know, that was a lot of fun for me not not just seeing this movie is really cool but having that that moment where it's like oh yeah that's cool yeah oh look those are the goggles from the original movie oh cool uh so that was a lot of fun that added to the experience for me that's awesome and um so what else was in there that was kind of a nod? Oh, there's a scene where they're running. Uh, gee, help me. The the dinosaurs uh, that were in the plane, that there was the big herd of them. They're running in the original movie. They're on foot running amongst the the, the dinosaurs. I can't remember what, what flavor those were. Apatosaurus? Uh, um, Isn't it Apatosaurus? Isn't that what they are? Gallolimnus? 
those are the little ones. Are no. you the big ones are called apatosauruses. They look patasaurus. A p a t a. Okay, apatosaurus. You're right. You're yes. right. Okay. They had a scene like that in Jurassic World as well, but only now you're in a big uh, jeep with other people and you're experiencing more of like a safari Sweet. Uh, uh, type thing. And so it's just little stuff like that that I think they did right by by acknowledging that Jurassic Park, the original, was this masterpiece of block entertainment and we're not ignoring the fact that we come from the source material and while we're going to do something different we want to have some things that are familiar to draw you back to that moment mm-hmm. uh that you you know you remember and you experience this for the for the first time and i think that really is what is making jurassic world as successful as it is is because it's painting a, a, a different picture, but it's using the same palette. Nice. Uh, so that, that I want to see it again, actually is, cool. and, and we should actually go see it. I'll go see it with you. Um, but Chris Pratt, I almost feel like this should just be Jurassic park, Jurassic parks and recreation. Nice. Uh, maybe that should be the title of the episode. I don't know. Maybe, I but, mean- <laughs> Don't get me started talking about Parks and Rec. That's like my favorite comedy show. Love that he, show. I, I am very happy for him because, you know, when he came out with that, what was it, uh, a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, when he had that press release basically stating, uh, hey, please forgive me for the things that I may or may not say. I didn't mean it. Right. Uh, he went on that. Did you did you read that article? I did. I did. When he went on that rant, basically of how he's just dumb and just go ahead and forgive him for all the stupid things that he's probably going to say, but hasn't said it yet. Right. Um. The the man's funny. Uh. There are funny bits in this movie, but again, I love the fact that he's not a scientist. He's just. I wouldn't say he's a normal guy, but he he's you you know he's training. He's in this program working for Engine and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, nice. which is very swarmy. Of course, very, I mean if it's Vincent D'Onofrio, oh, it's got to gosh. be swarmy. He almost he, out of all the characters, he just feels borderline cartoonish, nice. but it's okay. It it it, it, it was tolerable. Okay, uh, but the, this whole training of the Raptors, gaining their trust, uh, being basically the alpha male in their pack. Um, Man, I got goosebumps when he's riding his motorcycle in between these Raptors and they've got this headgear on so that you can actually, with a camera, so you can actually see um, what they see when they run. That was just a badass scene. I mean, uh, man, that that was fantastic. Uh, But the dinosaur itself, the Indominus Rex, uh, was a, a worthy addition uh, to the stable of dinosaurs that they have uh, they put together or they've shown us through the the different Jurassic Park movies. And that's one thing I can say about all of them is that I've appreciated the little add-ons, you know, the uh, uh, two two gave us what? The Spinosaurus? No. That was three. three, gave, three that was three. Yeah. Well, Spinosaurus and the Pterodactyls come in right. in three. Mm-hmm. Two really just gave us more the the secondary T-Rex. Right. Right. The buck. Yeah, the buck, the male. Right. And then the the baby. baby. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Babies are important. But Indominus, oh, she's a badass. And isn't there what? What about that big like water one? Because they didn't have water ones before, and that was one of those the intriguing things. Mosasaurus. Yeah, Mosasaurus. I think. I think that like when I saw the preview, I was like, "That's awesome." Oh, that that is pretty badass. Um, that that is I the biggest dinosaur they've had in any of these movies. Really. Um, completely aquatic, and they've nice. got it set up like Sea World, right? So you're in the amphitheater, you're watching this. They bring the great white shark down, mm-hmm. h- hanging by its tail, like it's feeding time. This come comes up out of the water, chomp, chomps it. But then, uh, the, all the seats lower so that you can go like you're looking through the glass. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, thank you. No, no, no. no. No, thank you at I, all. I didn't comfortable doing that at SeaWorld or like at the aquarium where you walk through the the shark tank, like in your little tunnel in the aquarium. I'm like, I'd rather not do that. Thank you. <laughs> and so the other thing I really liked about this is this was an actual honest to goodness functioning theme park. And so you've got 20,000 people uh, in, in the, on this Island mm-hmm. and you can only get there by boat. And so once you're there, you're there. Nice. And uh, if there's an emergency, well, good luck. Yeah, you're uh, kind of on an island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that added a whole different element, a whole that kind of upped the ante from a threat level, from sure. my perspective. Because all the other movies, you've got a small twenty people uh, at the most. At the most, yes, exactly. That that they're at they're under threat, Mm -hmm. but there's not going to be mass, essentially mass murder (laughs) by dinosaur. Uh, And so to, to me, the threat of a crowd going wild, which it does, uh, you know, there, there, there's an Avery on this Island as well. They've obviously been cooking up all kinds of good stuff in the old lab. Uh, you'll see it's not just Indominus Rex that they uh, made a hodgepodge of different... Okay, so spoiler alert, it's mm-hmm. not just other dinosaurs. Oh, really? No, no, no. No, no. There's there's other DNA from the other things that are still around. Nice. Uh, things that have different uh, abilities, uh, potentially camouflage, those sort of things. Nice. Uh, yeah, very nicely done. Very nicely done. Uh, but they've been cooking up some other things too. And so there was <laughs> there was one weird pterodactyl looking thing that it was like a had like a baby T-Rex head. It was the weirdest looking thing. I was That's like, crazy. how does that how how does that even fly? I don't even understand how his head's too big. Weird. <laughs> it's too, it's weird. too big. Uh, but that was frightening to me. And so I was thinking, you know, as a kid. This this particular one might be a little more frightening uh, to me than the original because while dinosaurs aren't real, uh, the whole premise of this movie is that they they could be, right? Uh, but if they are, they're re- and they're terrifying, frightening, but they're real in the sense that I'm familiar with. Sure, not some unknown species, <laughs> some mutated, right? 
It's like if snakes had uh, wings and could fly. That to me is like the worst thing ever. It's like I, I'm glad. To, well, think about it. I'm glad you don't have legs or wings, and you, you have to slither around. Yeah, a snake ugh. with wings and legs would be a little terrifying. I had, for sure. I had nightmares of stuff like that. It's like monkeys with wings. Mm. Who the hell needs? No, right. no. Or, no. or like a manticore? Yeah, that shit is not no, okay. No, that's no mm. griffins. No, I'm going mm. to have nightmares now. Well, I'm, well, just drink a lot so that way you just will pass out. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, good. So it sounds like you enjoyed the movie and you recommend immensely, people watch it. highly recommend. Um, and so we took to Twitter, and I, you know, I was posing the question. This is something that I think we started doing. Uh, last week with um, Mad Max. And and so some of the responses I think that we got, um, I think if I memory serves me, I said Road Warrior, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, original Mad Max, and then Thunderdome. And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of people still consider the original Mad Max number one. Uh, and that's fine. Sure. Uh, I disagree with him, but that, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. And I can Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I just want to kind of in contrast to that, by and large, most everyone has been agreeing with us that two and three are pretty much hot garbage. Yes. I mean, I can't um, even pick which is worse between the two. Honestly, I think three, actually, I would think three is a little better. I think two is the worst. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Hmm. Hmm. Because two felt just like a ripoff of a whole bunch of other movies. Yeah, it really felt like Spielberg was in full in, full on Amistad. I'm going to get that second Oscar right. mode. Um, because uh, that I think that was the problem. Lost World felt it did. It felt like a hodgepodge. It's like it had no real. I don't know. It just felt like a cash grab. Sure. It, it didn't really need to exist, right? No, so, so J- Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. You know, I, I really don't like three, and so I think it's Lost World and Jurassic Park three for me. Okay. But honestly, after Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, I really don't give a crap. Right. <laughs> you can keep those. We don't really need to have. We don't need to rank those last two because no. those. Remember, those come from the island. Of pussies, That's so right. pussyville. <laughs> yes, Isla Sorna can suck it. Yeah. It doesn't as mean far sarcasm as island. island; it means pussy <laughs> island. Uh, so, uh, Steve from Wasted uh, the Show, or on Twitter at Wasted the Show, uh, he agreed. It's the original, nice. and uh, uh, Jurassic World comes in second. Uh, and then uh, Brie Ari. I hope I said that right. I've drank, I've drunk a lot already this I evening. Can tell. <laughs> uh, Brie, <laughs> at Brie tweets 001. Uh, she said that she really liked Jurassic World. Um, the n- nostalgic bits were sweet. So for that reason, I can't say it was better than the first, but it was mm-hmm. scary and fun. I actually kind of asked another question where it was like, well, was Jurassic World better then Jurassic Park just kind of, you know, maybe elicit a little bit of an emotional response. Sure. Um, and so that was her response. And I agree with her. I, I think that the nostalgic bits were were awesome. Uh, side note, Brie is awesome as well. She has a podcast on SoundCloud, uh, Brutally Blunt. Yes. She with does have Brie. a show, yeah. 
uh, very, very short episodes. You can, you could probably listen to her whole back catalog within, uh, I'd say about an hour. About the time it takes to listen to this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. So it'd be well worth, uh, well worth your time. Uh, sure. Really, really sweet girl. Check her out. Brutally blunt, uh, is the podcast. You can find her on SoundCloud. Um, Let's see. I don't think we got any answers on Facebook, but that's okay because uh, Facebook sucks. Uh, Tis a barren so, wasteland, <laughs> to quote the Lord of the Rings. Yes. There's evil uh, there that does not sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but by and large, that's, that's, what I've, that's what I've heard is that it's Dr- Jurassic Park all the way, Jurassic World right after it. If you haven't seen Jurassic World yet, uh, you need to, you really need to, um, it is, it is well worth it. Uh, I think they did really well, uh, with, uh, paying homage to the original without being, uh, t- actually there, there's one scene in the control room where a guy bought an original Jurassic Park shirt off of eBay Nice, and that, that was like the first official, uh, direct moment where they call, they actually made reference to Jurassic Park, and that, that I thought that was actually brilliant. That That's was awesome. really really good. Um, so definitely go see it. I I hope that they make more. I want to see more Chris Pat, Pratt. Uh, d- good performance. Uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard did really well. Did really well. I enjoyed her performance as well. The only the only qualm I had about the whole movie was the um, where they put the people in the ride that was the sphere, and basically they can go. It releases them, and then they can just kind of tool around in, uh, without being on a track. Uh, that just made no sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's no way you would ever let this happen in reality. Uh, insurance and lawyers would not allow for this, uh, because they went and did some off road, right? And nice. Um, so that that kind of took me out of the element for the briefest of moments. Um, out outside of that, everything else was was pretty pretty spot on awesome. and. You need to go check it out. Sweet. I will then. And everybody else should too. I mean, they will now after hearing your recommendation. Oh, glowing recommendation. Glowing. Hmm. And if and if the line's too long for Jurassic World, uh, do not go back. I'd rather you rewatch Jurassic Park. But don't watch The Lost World or Jurassic Park three. <laughs> no, it, it, if you if you can't watch the original Jurassic Park and you had to choose between Jurassic uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park two and Jurassic Park three, watch Carnosaur instead. Absolutely, <laughs> humans giving birth to dinosaurs would be more interesting. Oh God, oh, ridiculous! No, that's that's a that's the the nicest thing we could say about that. That's all that needs to be said. We're being, that's right. We're being polite. Very polite. Good for us. That's rare. Uh, ooh, I think you actually had a metal minute. Did you not? I do. I do. Man. I feel like I've been talking all this episode. No, I've talked. You just talked a lot about the Jurassic and World because you've seen it and I haven't. I felt like we haven't really had any humor in this episode either. What's wrong with us? 
Are we supposed to be? Do we have to be funny all the time? I we're mean, not in. We're not in the comedy uh, category. No, are we're we? not. And, be, and if we were, we would be lying to everybody because we're not funny. We just talk in a way that some people find humorous, but I think they're <laughs> laughing at us and not laughing with us. They're laughing at me. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I laugh at you. Yeah, they feel sorry for you. <laughs> they feel my pain. <laughs> I know. I get so many DMs on Twitter like, bro, you you stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> you stay strong, bro. So, yeah, Metal Minute. I mean, it's not it's not about an album or, or a specific band or anything. Um, but I was watching the NBA Finals because every now and then I do sports, you know. <laughs> but the national do you even do you even do sports bro do you do sports yay sports <laughs> i have a shirt that says yay sports it's all encompassing no did, that's not who, true i'm actually a huge did, sports fan did anybody win the stanley cup yet yeah the blackhawks actually did win the stanley oh, cup tonight oh they should too. yeah they deserve th- their third cup in six seasons so uh, that's borderline dynasty borderline, right there. i mean if you were a spurs fan you'd call it a dynasty but if you're a real sports fan you would say that yeah, you have to win them back to back to back. I'm just kidding. You, you, <laughs> just you could go to hell. <laughs> is what you could do. <laughs> I don't want to start a fight or anything. I'm saying that just to be an ass. But yep. um, before the before game five on Sunday, the national anthem. You know, normally it's you know a pop singer or uh, some or, or a little kid singer. But they were like. Uh, nine-time Grammy Award-winning artist Metallica, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, Metallica's what? gonna do it!" Yeah, and so, but they didn't sing it, which was even better. It's Kurt Hammett and James Hetfield out there with their guitars, and Kurt played the lead, and you know, you know, the oh say can he's playing that melody, and then James comes in a third down on. And, and then he starts strumming chords back and up with him. And it was, it was so metal. It was just ridiculous. Cause James is up there looking like he doesn't give a shit, you know, standing in his power stance, uh, strumming the chords and whenever there's like a, uh, where he's holding a note, you know, he's doing the ax arm or windmilling his right arm while he's playing. And Kurt, Sweet. Kurt's just looking down, he, you know, high up on the neck with his wall pedal, just, just, going after it you know being metallica what they were and it just rocked dude it was really super metal and so i checked it out and they did they did it last week at the x games in austin too and apparently oh, they've done it a couple times in the past at like giants games when they were in the World <laughs> series and stuff like that but is that all they do now <laughs> no that's not all they do but like because it wasn't lars and or their new bass player who i can't even believe his name because i just refused robert trujillo yeah i just refused to acknowledge anyone other than Newstead. Wow. Because well, I refuse to acknowledge anyone other than Cliff Burton. But well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> I mean, if we we if we got in a discussion about women when Metallica's album went to shit, you know, yeah. You can, I mean, don't get me started. There's a definitive answer, and it rhymes with the Black Album. But <laughs> you know, anything before that rocks. Anything after that is ass. Yeah, but right. um, there they it made me realize that. It's just it's impressive to me that you could take such a classic song written in the 1800s and just do it metal, and it was metal, you know, the screaming screaming guitar solo pretty much the whole time, and then a little rhythm guitar in the background with some harmonies, and they're just up there being Metallica, looking like they don't give a shit, but you know, they you could tell that they care because they're from the Bay Area, so I think they're big Warriors fans. But okay. it, it rocked. <laughs> it 
it was it was really awesome. So if you, I mean, you can look it up on YouTube. It's got like a million views already on YouTube. But just Google, I mean, YouTube Metallica National Anthem, and it'll come up. But it was awesome, and it made me want to watch that. And you know, so that's the only part of the game I watched because we switched it over to something else on Sunday night. But that it was it was very metal and <laughs> game it, of thrones game of thrones yeah oh game, game of, of thrones. thrones game of thrones game of thrones that's right season, that's what it was yeah season finale <laughs> i mean <laughs> you can't even say now like for the for us that have read the books you know we we felt this pain for a while but i feel like pretty soon it's gonna be like oh my god i have no idea what's going on just like everybody else which i'm kind of looking right. forward to oh oh well you glutton for punishment eh? i i am a glutton for punishment and i liked george R. R. martin he tweeted right after the episode came out he just tweeted sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry and, you know everybody's i love the tweets about it like people drinking glasses of water it's like i'm just drinking my tears from watching game of thrones last night god i'm like you people are so sensitive i don't yeah i don't understand how did you not know what was gonna happen did you not see season one like legitimately have you not been watching the show for five years you ever yes ever since ned his head was disconnected from the rest of his body. Right. You you should have known. Right. And then the red wedding. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, and after that, yeah. Uh, okay. G- excellent point. It should have been driven home after that. Yeah. I mean. From if, here on out. If there was any doubt. We're going to fuck with your emotions. Right. Don't start liking anyone. Just ever. Watch, watch it at a distance. Don't get emotionally attached because we're going to cut your heart out. Yeah. So, but cool. Good metal minute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'll have to they, go check that they out. They rocked it. They, I mean, I think they're awesome. The, one of the best like guitar duos ever. Those guys just understand how to play with each other. So sweet. Well, Kirk Hammett, uh, arguably one of the most underrated lead guitarists of our time. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves at times for, for whatever reason. I think it's just because Metallica is so popular. People, okay. it's, it's, it's a very hipster kind of mentality when they're like, Oh, Metallica is so popular that he can't be just, oh, a, he can't be, he can't okay. be, he can't be fair be, because they've sold 30 million albums and won ah. nine Grammys. But okay. if you actually look at him as a straight up metal fan, that dude is, I agree with you. He's completely underrated. Hmm. So speaking of leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and Game of Thrones. What a segue. (laughs) What a segue. Wow. Man, (laughs) that's the best segue you've ever done. You like that, huh? Yeah. Why even pretend? Let's just be abrupt. (laughs) I, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to and thank the ladies from Caster Quest. Thank you, ladies. Our cat. Did I say that right? Did I just butcher it? I did it, didn't I? I messed that up completely. What? Yes. Ca- I said Caster Quest. You said it I? right. You said it right. Oh, God. I was like, what did you say I wrong, need, ladies? I, are I they not another. ladies? Are you insulting they, them? What's going on here? <laughs> they are lady nerds, also here in Houston, Texas. And they, uh, they left us a review. Uh, they apparently like our beards as well. Well, how, uh, how could they not? Uh, but I wanted to give them a shout out because um, I, you know, listening to them, I really feel like they're a female version of us. I don't. Oh wow! I, and yeah, so it's almost like it's almost like the nth cast may even have 
a sister cast. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, we have friends. Now I haven't figured out if we're the older brothers or the younger brothers. I'm gonna go with older because Mandy and Aaron sound too sweet and innocent. That's get that is definitely the route you should take. (laughs) (laughs) So check them out. Uh, They're on SoundCloud. Caster Quest, mm-hmm. or hit him up on Twitter at Caster Quest. The Twitter, the Twitter, the the Twitter, Twitter, the Twitter. That Twitter, though. That ooh. <laughs> is is that what you think of when we talk when we talk about the ladies? <laughs> no, not always. Not these particular ladies. Just ladies, in but general. ladies in general. Surely. Yeah. Uh, what it? Yeah. That, I almost made it. I, al- I almost made it. Yeah. I almost made it. You you nearly pulled a uh, Wow I almost did Nearly did a silence of the lambs So Yeah I think I Man I think that's enough I I cannot believe We went on that We just like Jurassic Park I I mean I'm exhausted I am not going to apologize At all And and we could have went on even more. I've actually, even now, thinking of all the things that I didn't say, um, not just about Jurassic Park, but about, but about Michael, Michael Crichton. Crichton. So I, I feel like at some point we should we should do a, another uh, Michael Crichton uh, episode. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, because you could talk about him in TV because he did Rising ER. Sun, Sphere, Disclosure. Yes, the creator of of ER. Uh, of ER. Fifteen years that show ran. Yes, it launched the career of George Clooney. So yes, it did, and Noah Wiley, oh, who is now in the Librarians. And it, yes, which is a fantastic family show. Truly, and it, it really and is. Falling Skies is his alien one. Wow. I have I have yet to watch any of that. Yeah, I haven't either. So you can catch me, Josh, on Twitter at nthcast. And you can catch me, JD, on Twitter at nthcast metal. And uh do us a favor. Please. Please. Be like those fine ladies over at Caster Quest and leave us a rating and a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. However it is you listen to us. Yeah. Just um, just leave a just little something. review. Tell us what yeah. you think. If you think we should do anything different. I mean, be nice if you think we should do something different. But we can we can take it. Uh, well, you know, I don't. I mean, it's fine if you tell us if we can do something different. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I mean. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do what I want. You do you, Josh. You do you. Oh, okay. Well, we certainly do appreciate any feedback that you can give us, and we want to hear from you. Uh, if you haven't weighed in on the debate, let us know. Uh, did, were we too harsh on the Lost World and Jurassic Park Three? Let us know. No, there's no way we. I think I, we were too I kind. Don't see. That's what. I don't. If we were too nice, <laughs> let us know. Um. So that is it. That's all I've got. Dirty uh, 30 wrapped it up. And until next time, AMF. Later. <laughs>